Hello from Awakenite Country. This is Tim McCardo, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardo's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. First off this week, I'm really excited to welcome our Buildings and Grounds uh, team here today uh, to talk about one of the most important parts of uh, their job this time of year and the success of our school, um, and that's early morning snow plowing. Um, we've had a couple big uh, storms so far this year in which these guys have been up and at them early. Uh, they have a huge job uh, to, to, to tackle um, during these mornings with a short window of time and a lot of uh, space to clear. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves uh, first, and then we'll get into some uh, behind-the-scenes look. I'm Jim, groundskeeper. I'm Cody. I work maintenance. I'm Don, building maintenance. And I'm Dave, building maintenance. And these guys, uh, pretty talented team. They, they basically do anything from building to uh, making a field look like an NFL uh, field. So it's a pretty widespread uh, skill set that we have sitting here. So, um, Dave, why don't you talk to us about uh, the morning? Uh, you know, start walking us through the morning of when we know that there's going to be a snowstorm. What, what's some of the logistics and things that, that are happening behind the scenes before anyone even shows up? Well, it depends on the volume of snow. If we know that ahead of time, uh, would dictate our start time. Anywhere from three to five o'clock in the morning. Okay. So this the the first snow that we had of this of the year. Uh, what what was what time did you guys start on that day? It was three thirty. Okay. Yeah. And Jim, talk to us about some of the uh, some of the equipment that we have in our arsenal as far as um, you know what you guys are using and and how we're getting snow removed. Um, it, it starts from pickup trucks with snow plows on them to dump trucks with snow plows and salters and 85 horse tractors with push boxes and eight foot back blades and the little tractor that has snow blower on it, a broom at times and another back blade to get snow away from the doors and even hand shoveling, lots of hand shoveling at the library at the elementary school and roadside shoveling and there's, there's a lot to do to, to get done. And Don, the logistics of, of how this goes, I mean, talk to us about kind of where you guys start and kind of how you methodically work through, you know, removing the snow. Yeah, we pretty much have it worked out to a pretty good system now. Uh, as soon as Jim gets here, he's usually starting right with sidewalks. Um, and then I'm usually jumping in the big tractor, starting a Trigon parking lot. Dave comes in and he heads right out here. He does the walkway coming to the high school, and then he starts in the bus group, bus lockup, uh, getting ready for getting buses out. Uh, when PJ gets there, it's me and PJ at the uh, um, Trigon, finishing that up. When that's done, then we head out here, and then Cody's usually showing up and again, helping with sidewalks and doorways. So we just have a routine of, we kind of know where everybody is at and where we gotta go next. And it, 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 if I wish everyone could come out and actually see this and happen because it's it's literally like uh, it, it, it's like a well-oiled machine. I mean, these guys are moving the equip pieces of equipment in the same parking lot, uh, you know, as if they do it every single morning. At least it looks that way. Yeah. Uh, Cody, what are some of the challenges that that you guys face? You know, on these types of mornings when. Um, you know, you're walking on campus and there's eight inches of snow. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges that you guys face? 
Well, it just depends on how the snow kind of falls, too. If it's like it was this past week where it was freezing ring first and there was a layer of ice underneath it, then it's a little more challenging than if it's just snow out there. But it all kind of depends on the storm, and we we tackle it the best way that we can and just try to get everything done in a timely manner. And luckily we get to try to get the high school done first, of course, because it opens sooner, and we'll go over to the elementary school and get that opened, and then finally the library over at the elementary school. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's an amazing effort for you know a small number of guys and and not a ton of equipment you know to pull that off. Um, any other type of like challenges or things that any, anyone can answer that that you guys see or or, or that is that it's a tough part of this job. Um, Cody was saying uh, with the, with the rain and the the freezing rain, this this snow that we just plowed is probably in my opinion the hardest snow to plow because it's just so heavy and you accumulate the snow in front of the truck or tractor to pile it up to get it off the parking lots and if you don't it freezes there and then it's there for the rest of the winter and you have to try to move snow around that pile that just froze to the ground Hmm. i would say a challenge another challenge would be if we are running behind because of the weather we just had Mm -hmm. um and then we start having staff show up and now we're trying to work around them yeah their cars they're being able to park um you know you try to shoot to get here early enough not too early, yeah. And uh, sometimes that timing can be very tough to to get coordinated to where we're out of the way before you and the staff are showing up. Or sometimes at the elementary school when parents are dropping off students for chorus or band practice early. Yeah, yeah, that can be a challenge. It starts to look like bumper cars after yeah. a while if it's <laughs> too late. Yeah. If it if it doesn't stop snowing by three four o'clock, we're we're really scrambling. So. Now, I know our students really appreciate the efforts that you guys give, but I, I'm sure they would love to see, you know, maybe the tractor break down one of these times, Absolutely. right? To, uh, you know, cause I, I can promise you right now, Mr. McArdle, that tractor breaks down, school's still going to happen. We will find a way to get kids in here. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That was kind of going into it is that I think a lot of them, uh, you know, a lot of people when they think of snow days, they think of the fact of what the road conditions are and the snow, and they maybe don't forget that we have a lot of things here that need to go right as well. So it's not just getting here, but we need to have parking lots and all that stuff cleared as well. So there, this is part of the snow day equation, so to say, is yeah. are we able to open up the school grounds and, and the property? Yep. Well, even if school does cancel, we're, we're pretty much ready here by the time they cancel school. So if school's canceled, it's not due to us. It's due to the road conditions, whiteout conditions, and if it's safe for the buses to go out and walkers to walk in. So correct, it, we're right. we're always ready here when it comes to a school day. When it comes usually to by five school. o'clock, we're already in communication with Andy to find out: Are we on time? Is there going to be a two-hour delay? Mm-hmm. Is it going to close? Yep. I mean, so we have to communicate also with transportation as to what we're doing, how we're doing, and yep. if we're on schedule. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an incredible effort. We appreciate you guys uh, coming on the podcast today, sharing some of the behind the scenes uh, of the work, and uh, you know, based on the caterpillars I've seen, we're going to have a lot of snow this year. So sure. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But we appreciate your efforts. Thanks for having us. Yep, thanks. Thank you. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to uh, start our winter sports uh, varsity highlights. And we're going to be highlighting this week our, uh, our swim team. And I have uh, two members of our, our swim team, both veterans on the team. 
um, that are a part of the Byron Burgeon Leroy swimming team, BBL swimming. And uh, we've had a great uh, venture with uh, merging with Byron Burgeon uh, over the years with this team. Uh, it's led to some great experiences for our nights, and uh, it's a great partnership. So I'm going to have uh, our two uh, swimmers introduce themselves, and then we'll get into some questions. Yeah, I'm Brady Fix. I'm a sophomore here at Leroy Junior Senior High School, and I'm a varsity captain for the Byron Burgeon Leroy swim team. I'm Peyton. I'm a sophomore here, and I swim on the team. So we're really excited to have both these guys. They're actually fresh off uh, their first official meet of the year um, uh, this week, and uh, Peyton uh, you know, took home two uh, first place uh, in the 200 IM and the 100 breast, uh, breaststroke, and Brady uh, finished uh, also with two first places in the meet, the 50 free and the 100 butterfly. Uh, Peyton, talk to me about the, uh, the events that you do. Well, I do two relays with my team, and we've been doing pretty well with those. And then I do two individuals, the 200 IM and the 100 brushstroke. Okay, and Brady, talk to me about the events that you're in. Yeah, I swim the 200 medley relay with my team, and uh, we're in third place. But my brother's actually hurt right now, so we should be better when he comes back. And I also swim in the 4x100 relay, and then I also swim the 50 fly in the 100 uh, Oh, no, the 100 fly and the 50 freestyle, which are my two favorite events. Okay. So let's talk about this, this, this merging of the team. So we have gymnastics that's a merged team, hockey, and swimming. So, um, you know, Peyton, what's been your experience, uh, you know, merging with Byron Burge and going over to another school and participating with another school, but yet you, you, united as a team? I really like it because we get to see new people every day that we don't see at school all the time have good conversations, and I really bond with a lot of the kids there. Nice. How about you, Brady? Yeah, I agree. I like meeting all new people. It's great. It's great to hear from everybody. It's good to see new faces every day. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I've been able to get over there over the years watching these guys in action, and I'll tell you, it's just great camaraderie to see, and, and, and it happens. It's pretty magical to see you know the two schools come together and, uh, and really root each other on as if they're literally one team, but they're one school, but they are one team. Um, Peyton, talk to us about training. So, like, you know, swimming is like it's you in the water. You know, it's not like you running on, on ground. I mean, you're in the water. You've got to support everything. Every muscle's got to be firing. Talk to us about the training that it takes to be an elite swimmer. It's a lot. We do a lot of yardage during practice, and a lot of us do off-season training to get ready for it, but you have to work your whole body throughout the whole time. And, and you've been swimming for quite a long time. I mean, right. when, when, did, when did you start swimming competitively? Um, when I was like eight, wow. really young, yeah, on a Y team with Brady. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Brady, talk about your, your experience in training to get ready to, to perform at a high level. I personally think it's all feel. So like, well, as soon as I warm up in a, in a new pool that I'm not used to, it's hard to get used to, but that's like, you need to get the feel before the meet in order to swim fast. And that's what we do in practice. We do, we do our yardages, we get used to the pool, we do our starts, and that just helps us become elite swimmers. It's awesome. Now let's talk about like personal best i mean like so you know you guys obviously are racing against the clock you're racing against other people um in the pool so when you're you know like like how how much pressure do you put yourself on trying to beat your you know your previous best score or you know like like what's in your mindset when, when you're standing on the block to start pain um my mindset is on trying to beat my own time and i use the other people as like competition against myself okay. so I use them to make me get better but I'm focused on my times not placing love that how about you Brady 
Yeah, I try to remain humble when you're up on the block and you're like, oh, I want to beat these guys so bad, but if I don't and I get my best time, I'm okay with that too. Nice. Now, one of the things I've always wanted to do is is like the typical like flip turn. You know, I, I mean, I like to swim, you know, and, you know, but I've always wanted to like, you know, watching you guys do that, it's like, you know, it's like just opening a door. It just happens, you know. I mean, like talk to me about like what it's like to do a flip turn, how, how, how you know, how big time it is to being successful. For sure. Like, for example, my 50 freestyle, if, if you don't have a good turn, you can't, you can't win that race. You need to be able to do a good flip turn in order to get yourself in the lead and to pull away from the field. And just being able to do a flip turn can help you in so many situations in swimming, and it's what makes me and Peyton so good. Now, Peyton, in, like, in that flip turn, is it down to, like, do you have it down to the fact that you know how many strokes you're going to do until you do that? Or how is, like, like, what is the mechanism that makes you, okay, I'm starting my turn? Well, it comes natural now, but, like, when you start, you have to have, like, a certain length away from the wall to do your flip turn so you don't, like, run into it or not because the flip turn is the most part, part, part. So. Yeah, because, like you said, you can win or lose a race, a tight one, based on that turn, right? right? Sectionals two years ago, I missed my turn, and that's what kept me out of going into the Constellation Finals. Wow. So, yeah. It's... So it's right there. So that's a really important part because, like, it's not just swimming, but it's also the, the entry in the water plus the flip turn is yeah. just yeah. as important. So big stuff there. Um, let's talk about just the team this year, you know, you know, boys and girls team, you know, like, like give me an outlook on, on what the teams, the makeup of both teams and what you think, you know, what you're predicting so far, Peyton. Um, you, I got, and you guys are off to a 1-0 and start. You had your first, you know, you, you won this week. So, you know, you're 1-0. Talk to me about the season. I think we have a lot of potential, like, we have a lot more people this year, so I think that we could go pretty far and win out of our division, at least for us. And boys, I think that some of them could win some sectional part, like places. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think that the girls, anything short of a GR title, knock on wood, uh, should be, shouldn't be a disappointment for them. I think that they should win GRs. And obviously, yesterday we faced Medina, who was out of our Section 5 and out of our like region. But the boys, we should lose. We'll probably win half of our meets since we have like twelve guys, and there's not a lot of guys on swim teams anymore, which is something we need to work on. But I think we'll do pretty well this season. Nice. So let's give a shout out to the rest of the Leroy swimmers. If you guys can maybe, why don't you do the girls and you do the guys that are a part of the team? Okay. Uh, Sam Austin, Brett Babcock, Jackson Locke, Jackson Fix, Aiden Soggs, Connor Wright. And I think that's it. Okay. There's a lot for us. Um, Natalie Shepard, Kylie Wright, um, Alyssa Green, Evie Babcock, um, Charlotte Blake. Um, Katie Selfine, Katie. Emma Hobart. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. About and if, it. if we met, if we missed you, sorry because I put him on the spot for that <laughs> one. So, uh, but yeah, that is this is the biggest Leroy contingent that we've ever had this year. Yeah. It is by far the most we've ever had in the program. And I, 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 I really want to thank Byron Bergen and their coaching staff and what they've done to help grow this because you know, and 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 also our veteran swimmers. You know, you know, people that have been on this in this program. Um, have built it to where it's at. And it really is a really cool, special event. 
Um, if you've never gone to a swim event, I hope that you do because uh, the meets are awesome. Um, it's a lot of great stuff. Um, you got divers. You got you know you know you got long long events, short events, uh, and one of the best things about it is you can walk in and buy a duck. And uh, halfway halfway through the uh, halfway through the meet, they do what's called shuck the duck, and you try to throw the, the you know you throw the duck onto the raft that's out there. It's a great fundraiser, um, and I've never won. Um, you know, my, my my kids usually throw the duck, and uh, you know they're, they're bouncing it off there. Have you guys? How many people have won this? Event? Have you seen someone? Win? I've seen a couple. I've, I've seen, seen like one. four. I've, I think I've seen four for uh, from our three years of swimming. Like yeah. four, uh, out of the, all of Not our many. meets, like yeah. four. I mean, it's a spot. You got to have quite the talk about feel. You got to have quite the feel to shuck the duck. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great stuff. So, I, you know, congratulations, guys, on a great start. Uh, we're excited to see where this season goes. Love the confidence. Love the effort. We really appreciate you representing our school so well. And uh, get out. Their next uh, home meet is December 10th, uh, home uh, versus Alexander. So good luck this year, guys, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, we'll finish up the podcast this week uh, in spotlighting our career in tech BOCES again. Uh, really enjoying uh, uh, spotlighting all the different things that our students do off campus over there. Um, it's such a great program, and we're really uh, excited for our partnership. I'm going to have our guests uh, today introduce themselves and tell them uh, what program they're in. I'm Delaney. I'm in 11th grade, and I take cosmetology. Hi, I'm Jesse Thomas. I'm in 11th grade, and I take AutoZac. Hi, I'm Laura Stop, and I'm in 12th grade, and I take Cos. So let's uh, let's talk about COS first. Um, you know, and uh, it's a great opportunity because it's not only a trade uh, skill, but it's also an opportunity for you to have your own business too. So um, you know, you, you know, a lot of people kind of launch in, in two different directions out of there. So why don't you give me a little, you know, Delaney, a little background of your experience uh, in COS? I don't know. It's really fun because, like, I've always liked beauty and makeup and stuff. And it's cool to, like, learn all these new techniques and different things I didn't think I would like. So just to have, like, a lot of opportunities to try new things is really fun. Okay. And, uh, Laura, what's been your experience uh, as a senior uh, in the program? I mean, it's definitely been easier. Like, last year, learning all the stuff, like, it definitely refreshes my memory and how easy it is in your second year to do it again. And let's talk about like the requirements. So like how many, like there's certain hours or, you know, like talk to me about like what you guys are working towards. So we have like the state board that we do that she's like works on you like in the middle of your first year, which is what you do in your second year to graduate so you could get your license. So it's like something you do in the program that leads you to like your career. In your future life that you want to do. Awesome. And is there a sudden, like, so if you could f- fast forward your life, it, you know, do you see yourself going in this direction? Yes, possibly, yes. Okay. And, and, like, what would be your ultimate goal? Uh, probably doing hair and, like, nails, stuff like that. Okay. Because there's, like, two sides of it, like, the hair and nails and then the makeup and the hair. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. Would you see yourself ever wanting to own your own business or work for someone else or rent a chair? Possibly, even though like it's harder to do that to like get yourself like up in that position. Yeah. And then I mean, I, I would probably work for somebody just because it's easier, and okay. I already have the techniques to do that. Awesome. And uh, Delaney, how about you? As far as like like where do you see yourself? You know, in the future. 
Uh, I really want to own my own business. I want to do makeup. I want to do makeup for movies and fashion shows and stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah. Big time. So mm-hmm. you might have to leave this area if you're yeah, going to do some no, of that Yeah, for action. sure. Uh, so, Jesse, uh, AutoTech, uh, I'll tell you, um, hard to find a reliable, you know, mechanic these days. Um, you know, I know we have a lot in, in the area, but they're usually booked. Um, so it, it's really tough, you know, to kind of get yourself in. So uh, talk about how your experience has been. Uh, you know, what what do you think about the program? Um, it's been good. Uh, I mean, it's the first doing uh, in the first year, there's a lot of stuff that I already know how to do. But he he's really good with the first years teaching them how to do stuff and teaching them techniques how to do it and yeah. What what is your best skill? So like if if, if you were thrown on the job today and the boss is like I need you to you know like like what can you do for me like like what would you be comfortable right now you know getting paid to do? Brakes or like tires. Okay. So do you do you see yourself uh, moving forward? Where you know, like like where would you like to work? How would you like to you know? Um, I think I just want to work at a small time shop for a couple of years, and then maybe move up to my own business. Okay. Now let's talk about what you guys are working on. So you know, where like how do you get cars to work on? Let people kind of get you know know the back behind the scenes as how's that's con- uh, concerned. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Do they, so do you have, so do like the cars that come in that you work on, are they staff at BOCES? Anyone um, in the community can come in? Yeah, we do that. And then the cars from the staff from the, yeah, the cars from the staff, they come in and then we have other cars that he owns that we work on. Okay. And stuff is slow. So what are you going to be doing today specifically when you, when you get there? I have no idea. What did you do yesterday? Yesterday I did a ball joint and I helped. Um, do a tire. Okay. Why do you think that that it that this profession of the mechanics like are in a shortage, or 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 why do you think that you know it, you know people have a hard time maybe finding reliable garages to attach themselves to? Um, uh, I really don't know. Do you think the uh, do you think that the people that are um, that are that well, let me ask you this then. The people that are successful, the garages that are that are running well. I'm, I actually go to one myself uh, in Caledonia. Um, you know, talk to me about why, what makes something good? Like, what makes a garage good? Um, I mean, it's about the customer experience and how good they do it, and if they don't overcharge you, or it all depends on like what they do it. So it's basically the customer experience there. Yeah, that's a great, great answer. It's all about the customer service and, and being able to get your cars, van, trucks, whatever in there. Um, just a general question to kind of finish up here. Um, anyone can answer. You know, just talk to us about the experience of just going over to BOCES, working with students from other schools, um, you know, leaving here. I mean, I mean any, any thoughts on that? I think it's really cool because, you know, in the real world, you're not going to be working with everyone you like and everyone you know. So it's interesting to meet all new people from all around here that you didn't even know and like have to work with them and work on their hair and do facials on them it's a huge step especially like us seniors like do your second year is to like most like you really want to try hard especially because like your second year you're the one that's like doing everything like getting yourself prepared for 
what you want to do when you graduate. Like, they really push on you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really what you make it. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're willing to go over there and work hard, you know, you can make the connections. You can yeah. show, you know, your skills. And, and, and you're, and, like, used to communicating and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys represent us really well over there. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, congratulations on your success. And if you're listening to this and you're interested in wanting to know more about uh, the career in tech at uh, BOCES, uh, you can hop on their website or see our Student Success Center. So thank you guys for joining us this week on the podcast. Thanks. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week, and I'm going to give it to our post on December 4th. Uh, when uh, we posted a video of our senior high band welcoming in guest conductor uh, Mr. Greg Rogers, a 1966 Leroy uh, graduate who came in and uh, was a guest conductor for our senior high band. They did an outstanding job uh, working through a piece that he actually composed. And uh, the Knights will be performing that at our winter concert series coming up um, in a couple weeks. And we're really excited to be able to perform that. And even more meaningful because it's not only alum, but someone who came back and, and worked uh, through the piece. So um, this is just another example of the great connection that we have with our alumni of any age. Um, and our community, and just how how far that pride runs deep. Uh, to see him travel here um, and be a part of that day was just awesome. So big uh, special thank you to uh, Greg Rogers and Miss Dots for uh, setting up that opportunity. Uh, I want to thank you again for tuning in from uh, from and Night Country. Uh, we had another great week, and we have two big weeks uh, going into our winter break. So fasten your seatbelt, and we'll see you on the sidelines, the bleachers, and in the auditorium. Have a great weekend and go Knights.